Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of The Rose Reviews. My name is Adam Rose, and today we're talking about The Office. So yes, this is the U.S. office that came out uh, mid-2000s, starring Steve Carell, John Krasinski, quite a cast, and uh, it is on Netflix now. It's about to leave Netflix, sadly, here in the next year or so, um, and Seinfeld will be on, so I'll actually be replacing basically The Office for all the binge-worthy people uh, out there. So I thought, you know what, let's talk about The Office. Uh, and I am joined by my uh, good friend, uh, Mr. Chris Qualley. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me on, Adam. I'm very excited to have you on. Um, Chris, uh, I, I've known for about 11, 12 years now. Um, he was my band director uh, many, many years ago, um, even though he's just about six or seven, seven or eight years older than me. So he's about my age now when we're older in life. And uh, we reconnected. <laughs> I got to do his podcast, The uh, uh, Quail Pod. And uh, so I thought I'd have him on, uh, on little, here. Little podcast exchange. Absolutely. In some sort of way, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, very happy to have you on. Now, I wanted to get you on, especially because you have recently actually just watched The Office. Yeah, I, I think I am. Mm, I think I just went through it the second time, maybe. And, uh, and now I'm like just kind of picking favorite episodes now out of. I, I've decided that. Uh, we don't need to see season one or two. <laughs> yes. Well, they're trying to find their footing a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. right. Um, so I'd love to talk about general thoughts. I'd like to start with, what were your thoughts going into watching it? Were you a fan of it? Had you heard of it? Where were you at going into it yeah. before you had even started watching yeah. it? Why hadn't you started watching it <laughs> yeah, until no, recently? That's, that's, that's a great question. So yeah. um, part of that was that... Uh, I think we were talking about a little bit earlier. Like I have this very, um, I put myself in these mm-hmm. main characters' positions a lot it's an of ways. Uncomfortable show, so uncomfortable, and I don't do well with uncomfortable comedy. <laughs> okay, like, fair like enough. The uh, was it um, uh, Meet the Parents mm-hmm. was was a very mm-hmm. like everybody thinks it's a very funny movie, and I like just cringed the whole time. Fair and, enough. And, and I think there's uh, there's similarities there with with The Office. So I think that's a big part of it. Part of it is like kind of my anti-popular uh, cultureness to it. Like everybody loves The Office, I'm right? Like, oh, I'm not Which be is like everybody funny else. because it wasn't popular when it actually came out. The first two seasons almost got canceled. Really? No, I no one was that. watching it. Interesting. No one was watching it, and then um, it, it it became popular. Really, honestly, when it became super popular, was hitting Netflix. They've oh, never okay. had as much views as it when it hit Netflix, and it became this new resurgence thing. It's like a that cult came following of, yes. of, of just because of Netflix kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Huh. The last couple seasons were very popular. Don't get me wrong, but it's hit its peak um, with Netflix. When for did sure. it, Do you know when it went to Netflix relative to it being pulled off the air? Or I think like it was. I think it was about a year or two after it came off the air. Okay. Netflix was it was actually one of the first big pieces Netflix picked up. Um, oh, okay. and got to, and got to use um, and they bought rights up to a certain point and that's why it's about to go out and now that they're so popular they want the rights back NBC does so it's going to go on Peacock oh is that the, a new it's going to be the new NBC oh, streaming guess the, what we have another, another streaming yeah, service we're, people like I was like an early cord cutter very uh, early adopter. you a Roku kind of person uh, no Apple TV Apple, Apple TV, TV is the way okay, I, I, okay. I went and uh, yeah no I um being ahead of the curve there was awesome. Yes. And uh, but now uh, it's impossible. Like you're paying the same amount as you. Yeah, are. you can't get everything. Yeah, it's, um, it's very disappointing. So you were trying to stay away from the popularness of it, maybe a little bit of the uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. So what drew you in to start? You know what? You know what? Screw it. Let me start watching. <laughs> that's it. a very funny. That's a funny story. A good question. Okay. I also, I uh, so I work with. I work at an audio video company, mm-hmm. and one of the guys I work with. 
um, we're, we're very into, as most people do, uh, sharing logins because that's what Absolutely. you do, right? And uh, you scratch your back, somebody else takes sure, your sure, login, sure. right? So, uh, so he, so I didn't have a Netflix. Um, oh wow! Account or okay. I had one, and then it was through a friend, and then they canceled it, so we didn't well, get yeah, it again. No, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so we're like, like we're on the street corner, like begging for a Netflix. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> so we'll do right. Yeah, whatever you need. For, whatever you need for Netflix, <laughs> for please. Netflix, yeah. Please. Uh, so, so the deal was that because uh, he would talk about the office all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people I just couldn't stand at the time. It's like, oh, The Office is so amazing. Yeah, I'm like, no, okay, okay it's whatever. not. It's fine. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Sure. I don't get it, but whatever. I, don't, I was like, I don't find Steve Carell very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't find any of the characters very funny. Mm-hmm. And, very uh, compelling. Right. Sure. And the, pe- and the, people, the way people would talk about it, they'd be so into it that made me hate it more kind of thing. I understand that for <laughs> sure. So so the, the deal was that he, this guy would give me his login mm-hmm. um, if I watched The Office. That was the stipulation. Ah, so that's how I got okay. into the office for the first time. And I remember, like, it's like I was like, okay, we're gonna do this thing, sure. and uh, we're in. That's that's literally all I watched on Netflix for what three months or how long it takes you to, sure. to cycle through sure. the entire series. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's how I that's how I got into it. Wow. Okay. So. Um, it took you about three months to get through. Yeah, something like that. So, what was your first impression? So, you finished the first season. Mm-hmm. Where are you sitting after that first? Oh, season? Oh man, I, I was like, well. I guess I have to keep going. Hopefully it gets better. Kind so of you thing. didn't like it? Didn't like the first so season. So what didn't work for you for the first season? It was too mean. I thought Steve Carell's character was mm. too mean at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And and less, from what I know of the British office, mm-hmm. I think he tried to be Ricky Gervais. Yes. Without, and that works for Ricky Gervais. Exactly right. It works for Ricky Gervais. It does not necessarily work for Steve Carell. So I think it took... So you didn't like Michael Scott in the first season? Did not season. like Michael Scott. I thought he was just really, really mean. What did you think of the other characters? Uh, all I remember was just being uncomfortable by okay. by, by okay. Uh, Michael, Scott Michael Scott, and, and he is the main. I would I would not to say this show necessarily has a protagonist because um, there's really no through line necessarily, mm-hmm. but I would say Steve Carell's character Michael Scott really is the anchor. I yeah. think for the whole series, absolutely. Yeah, you you he is the he is a tie in character that yeah. you're not necessarily rooting for. I think Jim is probably the one you're rooting for, really. Mm-hmm. But he's a tie-in character of you kind of feel bad for this guy because of his lack of self-awareness. Right. But he also is so lovable. But I think what didn't work for me, the first season and a half, I think it needed to find its footing. Because I think what you had was you had Steve Carell coming in, trying to do this British office. And not even on, on him, the writing was trying to be this Americanized version. But what they weren't realizing is the audience and the sense of humor in America is significantly different than British humor. And it didn't always land in the way that I think they were trying to get it to land. I think they realized that. And so I think they pulled back on the meanness and went on on the sweetness and the, the yeah. kindness of his character. Yeah, because that's, that's the thing that you get later on in the, in Absolutely. the series. A lot more personal. Personable. So he's still kind of this goofy. He makes his very uncomfortable, awkward moments. Yes. But there's moments uh, where you go, I understand why he did that. Yes. And, and you understand, um, uh, gosh, there was an episode I watched recently that was... I think it's in season three, uh-huh. where uh, whoever the previous branch manager died, mm-hmm. right, and he is uh, really, really, really milking it up. Yeah, and, and nobody else to be upset cares. about him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so he goes on this whole thing, and it's like this is kind of sweet. Like this guy, he's he's making uh, what does he do? He has one of the uh, the he has a staff meeting where. Uh, they throw the ball around the, the little like the mm-hmm. plastic ball that, that collapses right, and he goes, "Okay, tell tell us the story of someone that died," kind of thing. Sure, and sure. They, they become they they um, um, 
Kevin tells the weekend at Bernie's like, yes, like yes, plot yes, line, yes. right? And and it's these moments where like he gets really mad, but but it's in this like sweet, sincere kind of thing. Absolutely. I think that, that that's what was missing in those first I I, I think it's a combination of those first seasons, that first season really to me, didn't know what it wanted to be necessarily, and also didn't know where it wanted its anchor. Hmm. I think that's because you have no one you're rooting for, really, in that first season. And you don't get to know anybody of the characters. And I think what they realized was, okay, the humor cannot be alone and make this show successful. When I watched it, I was like, what is the difference? Because one does not work for a lot of people. What did the show change? What is different? Why does this work better? And what I realized after analyzing, and I've seen the show, I've probably watched it through about six times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. But I was on it years and years ago. And I, what I've realized, what makes it work is you start caring about the characters. They switched to me. They went from story to only comedy, make jokes work, to let's actually focus on the character. Let's let the comedy not come from the jokes, but from the fact that the audience is invested in these characters. And the comedy comes from the interactions of the characters you're invested in. Right. That's where it comes from. Yeah. Well, I think also, too, that there's, there's, you identify more and more with various over time, over, sure. over time and, and with various characters. Though I think one of the reasons it works later on is because you are you know somebody that is like that Kevin. person you mm-hmm. know somebody that's like jim you know michael scott sure sure you know, you know all these people and you yes. go huh i i get that and i can laugh at this it's a similar in, in a similar way as uh the devil wears prada yeah, 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 right, yeah. right. Kind of very like tense. Yeah, Emily, Bl- Emily Blunt's character or Meryl Streep. You're like, I get it. I see it. Mm-hmm. I've had that person. Yes. And I think with any TV show, when you have more time to spend with the characters in your living room, when you invite them into your living room and you get to spend time with them, you're invested as them with people, and that set necessarily just comes through time. Mm-hmm. When you only have a 20, 24 minute show. You only have so much time to tell a story about a character or get any character depth in one season. I think they had 13 episodes the first season. Yeah, it's not very many. Wasn't yeah. very many, maybe eight, I don't remember. And they're 24 minutes long, so you really don't have maybe an hour, maybe two hours with oh, these to get characters. To, to get to learn about these, these characters. Yeah, and... so how invested can you really be right. with 12 characters in you know, two, three hours? Right. You know? Yeah, you can't have you can't have that. You have yeah. to that, that's maybe that yeah, that is a good reason or potential reason as to why episode or season one sure. doesn't work. And, and and it's and I think a lot of TV shows are doing this now where you get just get dropped in the middle of, of something happening mm-hmm. and you kinda as a as the audience member, you have to kind of navigate the waters of who is who and who does what yes. and whatever. And it didn't they just didn't do you know if is it the same writers uh, from the British office to, to that? They office? did, yeah. Well, um, not necessarily the same writers, but it was the same they took a they basically took Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, who wrote the British office, and they brought them over and said, we want to adapt this for U.S. audiences. We think U.S. audiences will like this. Um, and so they got a U.S. showrunner uh, on board. They wrote the whole first season together. I think they wrote it all before they even shot anything, the whole first season, which oh, rarely wow. happens in TV. Um, so they wrote the whole first season, pitched it to ABC, give you a 13-episode run, here you go. And they gave them all 13 without having – because usually you get a pilot. See if the pilot goes, we'll go. They gave them all 13, which is rare. Wow. I think because of the success it had with the British office. And they wrote the whole first season, and it went barely okay enough to NBC be like, uh, we'll give you a second. But if you, you don't – if this second isn't more successful, more views, we're cutting it. Oh, wow. So, so – They were on the chopping block in yes, a lot of ways. Yes, exactly. And um, 
so I'm curious for you though, because now you're a fan, obviously. Mm-hmm. What was the moment for you in which you transitioned mm-hmm. into? You know what? This show isn't just uncomfortable. I get it. I get it. When yeah. did you have the I get it moment? Ooh, I don't know if there was a singular moment that that I really just kind of went, I'm in, kind of all the way. It was kind of a, and again, going back to the idea of like, it was a requirement of me to, to maintain this login. Like, I'm just going to have to work through all did, these Did episodes. he ask you questions while you were at work? Like, no, no, quiz no. you just make sure you had watched yeah, it? Yeah, no, no. I would, I would go in with like, I saw this episode. Oh, okay. So and, he knew. And this was very funny that like this this particular thing happened. And then sure. I would find these like really funny. I guess maybe that's 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 the moment, if you will, hmm. when I was able to take a, an office episode and go into work or go to talk to somebody about it and go, hey, this was really funny. Or I would, uh, one of my former coworkers, uh, huge fan uh, of, of The Office. And mm-hmm. he's one of those people that would drive me crazy about how amazing The Office was sure. before, right? Sure. And I... Um, uh, I would send him like just uh, I'd take a picture of whatever was on the screen like on the TV like on the TV right like hey th- do you know this episode and he's like I love that episode kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah, like yeah. there there was one that were like Michael Michael Scott tries to be like very street uh, and he has uh, yes. I can't remember exactly all the details of that episode yes. but I remember that like being and he's like that's I sent him a picture of Michael Scott in like a bandana or something like that yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, he yeah. goes that's one of my favorite episodes ever kind of thing and yes. he's trying to be relatable and so maybe it was just this moment of like being able to be communal with the experience it's a of talking watching. point yes yeah. exactly right your little water cooler talk of, sure, like, sure, of sure. the episodes that you're watching so i think that might have been because uh, again there was never really a moment where i was like okay cool or like when when jim and pam finally together I, that wasn't like i wasn't hooked at that point it was yeah. just like okay cool that's awesome i really like that that moment yeah. um i think that's why a lot of shows work i think that's why seinfeld worked the game of thrones shows like that where there's this communal aspect of we're watching this together we're in this together mm-hmm. and we're all invested and we can talk about it and share in this communal experience right and maybe i had missed out on all these really fun like i'm now like in the in, memes like, and right yeah you're you have uh, the fear of missing out right and you're sure. finally you're into it and you're like oh I, and then you but then you're like can i can we talk about this now? Like, I know I'm like 20 years late or whatever, but like, can we like, all these things are, these are really funny. And then you start being that guy of like, Oh, this reminds you of this episode of the office. And you go, "Eh." and somebody doesn't know about it. And you're like, Oh, okay. So so watching the whole series, do you have a favorite episode Mm. at all? That one that stands out to you? Uh, The favorite, favorite episode. Um, Oh man, that's such a good. It's a good question. So, I don't well, know if I've. I've, I've been I'll, th- I'll tell enough. you mine. Yeah, and then you can tell me if you yeah. just have them or even a moment or mm-hmm. whatever. My favorite, which is a lot of people's least favorite, is the Scott's Tots episode. <laughs> When he promises the high schoolers that he's going to pay for their college education. Right. When they're like in elementary school, right? Yes, Or yes. They're, they're in a kindergarten. At and the they... beginning of the episode, is Stanley just laughing. It's like the only time you ever see Stanley laugh in like the whole series. Mm-hmm. And he's just laughing. And I just remember being laughing. And I don't know what was going on watching the episode the first time. I was like, I don't get it, but this is hilarious. And then watching, it's just the most un... To me, out of all the episodes, that was one of the most uncomfortable moments mm-hmm. is when he has to explain to these kids the big, he doesn't have he anything doesn't put have away for anything. them right. he's like but I have you need a laptop they're like okay he's like and you need batteries for that laptop <laughs> you're like oh he's God. leading them down this path yeah. of like here's something here's that's some very cheap batteries. right yeah exactly uh, but man and I, the, yeah, the so, song with it's like well, oh, hey that's Mr. Scott right, what that's you gonna right. do what you gonna yeah that was <laughs> it's just so uncomfortable yeah that it's hilarious it's to really me. funny uh, I, so the maybe the, it reminded me of a moment where uh, maybe the, the episode where they the warehouse 
team and the mm-hmm. office team the switch places. Oh, switch places. Okay. And Michael knocks over everything with the forklift. Yes. That like I think that might have been the hardest I laughed at any given episode. That yeah. is so like, and you just see it happening. You're like, oh no, that's no. awesome. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. also just horrible. Horrible. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I. How did you feel? This is a very controversial topic. How did you feel? After he left, after oh, Michael hated Scott, it. After I, I think Steve like Carell. if I if I really oh if I go, uh, is it eight and nine? It's eight and season? nine. That's okay. correct. Yeah. So if if I my kind of when I go now rewatch the season or the series, I'll go two through seven. Two through seven. And okay. then I just I so I, what I did work for you? Well, so uh, Michael Scott, he's he's the glue that holds everything together, right? Okay. Um, uh, what's the the Andy? Uh, no, not Andy. Uh, the 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 James female, Spader? No, the female. Oh, um, the redhead. Yeah, what's her name? Oh, I can't. remember. Anyway, so like she about. she. She she did okay. I thought she was the best of the next Michael Scotts. Okay. Um, uh, Will Ferrell was awkward. Nah, uh, and they they, uh, they took him off real quick. I think right. they realized, he had like two or three episodes. Yeah, this and, isn't working. Mm-hmm, Let's the, get rid of him. Robert California, I did not like. See, I am one of the few people, <laughs> and I think, and I am biased because I love James Spader. Okay. <laughs> I think he is. His sense of humor is so dry and witty mm-hmm. and funny. He was in the practice. Then he was on Boston Legal. That's right. He was in the practice. I used yeah. to love the practice. He was on Boston Legal, which is a spin spinoff with him and William Shatner. One of my favorite shows of all time. So I'm very biased. I get it. Uh-huh. I get it. He is not. Um, he doesn't really fit the tone of the show, right? Which I think is the problem, right? However, I love James Spader so much, and he has one line. And if I'm going to spoil something, if you haven't seen it, I mean, it's The Office. Hey, if I've seen, seen it at this point, then you should yeah, see yeah. it at this point. Is he's the at the end? He's like, "That's not your real name." It's like this last second, last. Oh, right. He goes, "I am the Lizard King," and I'm like, "What is this? Is amazing." <laughs> I have no idea. And he's like going to like sponsor like Russian gymnasts. I'm like, "This is fantastic." <laughs> um, and he, he and the, my one of my favorite episodes with him is his house that they do a, um, a house leaving warming because he's losing it in a divorce. Oh, right, So he right, invites right. everyone from the office over, and he just skinny dips in his pool. <laughs> and, like some of the other guys just skinny dip with him. Like, this is just the weirdest, most sexualized, because it was just so, that is just James Spader playing himself, basically. Mm, okay. Yeah, so that, that, that makes sense that you, and you I like, like that it. Yeah. because it's funny. But I get everyone is like, if you don't know who James Spader is or you're not a fan of him, mm-hmm. you're like, this doesn't, he does not, he does not fit the tone of the show, it's like it's like it, to me. It felt like the producers and the writers wanted. They kept trying to 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 fill Michael yeah. Scott's shoes. Yeah, and maybe that's what that's what was good about James Spader was that they he was so he different. was very different. So, but people, but maybe if he had come in, the transition. Maybe that's what it was. The transition was weird. There was it no was explanation. Rough. It was it was just rough. like oh, and and um, Steve Carell's gone. He's gone, and now I, I think the biggest mistake they made was letting Andy be the manager. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. never worked. Never worked. I think the reason, in my opinion, why they did that is he just gets off the Hangover. Huge success at the time. Oh, okay. So I, like, well, I was the, trying to figure out the timing of because I'm looking just, at, I'm reading, I'm watching this all like after the fact, sure. right? And I'm trying to figure. I knew that the Hangover would have been involved at, at, at some point. I never really knew the timing of everything. Yeah, so and the like, way he like goes off for his anger management stuff. I was uh-huh. like, clearly he's filming for filming the Hangover. Something. Yeah. Uh, so he comes off of that very popular film, mm-hmm. one of the top you know box office comedies at the time. Let's make him our lead. People mm-hmm. will watch with him, and that character is a good, decent. He's still not my favorite side character. Mm-hmm. Horrible main character. Yeah, horrible. Well, the one thing I did like about it though was he. 
the moment he because he goes on this like kind of journey self, right yeah, like let, self-discovery i like that i thought that was hmm. a really interesting way of pulling him back like it did was it sure. super disjunct of going hey finally uh, oh andy's back oh great it's like oh you went on this thing we have a kind of a reason why he left mm-hmm. uh and now he's kind of this changed character this changed person sure, yeah that lasts for a little bit and then he kind of always goes back to right being this kind of firecracker and yeah and and, and uh short-tempered fuse kind of person right yeah. and for him i did like that part of 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 him coming back and being this kind of calmer this transition. I know that was, that was identified in that for some reason of, okay. like, of, of, of being trying to be like, not so like angry and like pissed off. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so that, that I thought worked, uh, to, to some extent, but then maybe that was just like a personal kind of thing, mm. but yeah, no, he was not a great, not a great boss. I thought that was a mistake. And I found Aaron to be annoying at mm-hmm. times. They brought her in, I think season five. Mm-hmm. She seemed, she's just, she was distracting. Yeah, she was distracting. Uh, and again, I I found her balance to just be a little much. This ditzy, dumb, and to me, she has no character arc. She never yeah. went anywhere. She, she, she was comes the same in, thing from the beginning to the very last episode yes. kind of idea. She comes in as something, and she was always that. Mm-hmm. Unlike every other character, to me, has some type of arc. Mm-hmm. They go, they start somewhere, and they go somewhere. That's a cool thing about going back. And you go watch the whole series and you go back to the beginning and remember, oh, this is where these people where were started. at the beginning. So do you have a favorite character? Uh, Dwight. 100% really? Dwight. Yeah. Okay, why is that? Because Dwight is uh, committed to himself. He is exactly Absolutely. who you are or he is exactly who he is all the time. There, there's no there's no falsehoods hmm. with Dwight. Very true. He is, Except for his relationship. His relationship, which is an interesting kind of spin on it, right? It is. But I think that was so geared by Angela true not like and he was willing to, to go along to go it. along with it to make her happy kind of thing true. and so he put he put someone else first but what i love about because because in because what andy does andy's very ass kissing of michael mm-hmm. and tries to always like oh look at me i'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the thing to get the promotion whereas dwight is like no i'm gonna do this, this is the way i'm gonna do it and the you like it or, the office right and, and and that's the other thing too he was he was very selfless in a lot of the things he did true and that's what i i every and and uh, as much as like everybody loves Jim, right? Yeah, He's yeah, such yeah. an easy one to to love. Absolutely, I, I found myself liking Jim less and less as mm. the series went on because of his lack of um, commitment. What Dwight had, Jim didn't have. When True. he goes when he goes off to to start his own the mm-hmm. the, the consulting sports consulting business, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he never he never had that moment of. Uh, I I'm gonna be committed to do this, mm. and, and I'm I, he was always one foot in the door and one foot out true, the door true. kind of thing. And for kind someone like me, where like I've changed careers like that, like, like commit I, man, commit, go for it. Like Dwight would commit. Now sure. Dwight just loves. This is what he this does. What he he's wants. always he going to paper. do it exactly right. And that's what I loved, absolutely loved about Dwight. Huh. He was just See, so 100. percent You got what Dwight was. I read a paper actually, it was an essay, <laughs> that was like Dwight is the protagonist of the office hmm. he is the character you are following his journey throughout he is the one you're really behind and i thought about it and watching it again i'm like i see that perspective i may not agree with it but i totally see where that comes from mm-hmm. is he's one of the main reasons why that show works is you know they have the straight man and you have the other guy and he plays that straight pretty serious most mm-hmm. of the time stern guy so rain wilson just it's funny even in the first season, he knew who Dwight was, and I've watched the I've watched the audition. He found that character and was like, "This is the guy." Oh, interesting. And this is who I'm playing. Yeah. He's probably the most consistent. Yeah. I find his yes. character 
to be the most, and any character choice he made, I was like, yeah, totally, Dwight would totally do that. Unlike even Jim sometimes, who people, and I do love Jim, don't get me wrong, but even him sometimes, I was like, you're forcing that for a storyline. Mm-hmm. That I don't know if his character, the world you've set up and the character he is, I don't know if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Unlike Dwight, where I'm like, no, that uh, you know, taking uh, the the intern out to his farm to like <laughs> get him to ready to be a manager, <laughs> right? That totally would do that. Yes, totally would do that. Up until the very end, I'm like, that makes sense. Well, and and he's true to his roots too. He, yeah, he's, no, he's, no pun intended. Right, literally. Yeah. <laughs> like he is. Uh, he anything he does is born out of something that happened. It, like Rain Wilson was able to figure out an entire storyline, a lifetime mm-hmm. of experiences that led Dwight. To that moment where he's he's he sells paper, yeah, and um and and a lot like he like the times when he and Jim get into like sales competitions, right? Mm-hmm. And Dwight is really angry when Jim wins those sure, things, outsells him, and 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 because Jim kind of has like a special like this thing that he can do or whatever, sure. and 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 that's very hard for Dwight to justify when he is consistent in everything he does all the mm-hmm. time. To then be usurped by somebody that that has like a trick up their sleeve. You know what I also just thought about as regards to that is the show does a good job, which they didn't do the first season. Again, is you need to believe, you need to be invested in that these people, if this is an actual real office, which they do the talking heads thing, which at the time was very original, Mm. a very original idea. We see Parks and Rec, we see things later on. But the office was the first one that really popularized closed set, real set. With, with this was a real office and we are doing the talking heads documentary types one of the first yeah. to do it you don't think about that later on but really they were quite ingenuitive Very with grand, that grand, groundbreaking yes and mm-hmm. um, but what I think they one of the mistakes they made that they later on fixed you as an audience member given that's the world they set up which is very real you have to believe Michael Scott can actually sell paper because if he can't if he's not actually a good salesman <laughs> right there's no way you're believing he's the manager of this place. Mm-hmm. And they don't set up – they set him as a goofball, like, yeah. like Dutsy in the first season. But you notice, and I've watched this now in, in retrospect, watch the second and third season. They put a lot of hints and even some full moments to show, no, 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 no. This guy actually can sell paper. The I yeah. just I just watched an episode where they go to the convention. This is after Jim moves to, uh-huh, and he tries uh, to get the hotel room to get a party. Right, right, yeah. right. And 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 uh, he's kind of or uh, Michael Scott's all upset that like nobody's coming to his party, mm-hmm. and then everybody else is is like, well, that's you, we're here to do work and whatever. Sure. And so he comes down to like a meeting the next day or whatever. And, and he goes, uh, and I just got like staples, blah, blah, blah. And the other sales, uh, it's Dwight or, um, uh, Jim's like sales partner over in, uh, what, what city was, it's not, I can't remember any of the, uh, the other city. The other yeah, city right. Yeah. And so he, and they go, well that they're exclusive with that paper company exclusive with so-and-so. And he's like, yeah, well we have a meeting, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, and like, Oh, so he just like very nonchalantly, yeah, to your yeah. point, he goes, no, I just closed this really have, big account. But the thing is, you have to believe that they these people are there. You know, if you're setting up this realistic world, mm-hmm. you have to show that he's not just some duds. He didn't know, just dipping somehow around. like nepotism got yeah, into yeah, yeah, yeah. this position. You have position. to believe there's something there. And I, they don't do anything to set that up in the first scene. But you watch the second season now, and you know, they plant seeds and they do that the rest of the show to mm-hmm. show that this guy's not just some bumbling idiot he's not right maybe he may be very unself-aware and have extremely low self-esteem and self-confidence but he can sell paper right and i think that was a thing that american audiences needed to believe 
that this guy could actually do this, or they couldn't. They didn't. They didn't understand it. They didn't care. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. You have, that, you have to like you have to see that that success and that yeah yeah like you said yeah, he has some rapport. Right. Yeah. Right. So after seeing the whole series mm-hmm. now, when you see people like you, they're like, I've never watched it. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I don't want to watch. What do you say to those people now? Uh, I, I try to give them my perspective on it. And go like this was like I I used to hate it. I, mm-hmm. I didn't want it. I was not interested, and I just kind of give them my like quick you know elevator speech Spiel, of, yeah. of like this is a really it's really well done. So they, give me a, give me a thirty second elevator speech. Yeah. Why does why should someone watch The Office? So if you've never watched The Office before, uh, I would say um, despite your even if you think things are uncomfortable, uh, give it a chance. Like it's one of those things where if you give it a chance, you're going to fall in love with these characters. Mm-hmm. You are going to understand uh, how all of these these different people go on this journey and and it's so relatable that's the thing i think that is so key yeah. that that you, you know these people you know these people you don't know you don't know um like all these like the names specifically but you know an oscar mm-hmm. you know a kevin mm-hmm. you know a pam like you know all these people you know the office romances that are budding you know yes. all these things that are it's just it's so real world that uh but it takes such a funny kind of perspective and the, and the side part of it is you get to hear with the talking head side of things mm-hmm. how what people are really thinking. So yeah. it's not this kind of fake, um, you know, 60s kind of uh, everybody has a good time sitcom. Sure, sure. It's like, no, there's a real life situations. These are real things that happen. It's, you it's have, not just a straight up comedy. No, it's not. There, there's some darkness to it. There's, there's some seriousness to oh, it. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of life things. That, there's divorce. There's marriage. There's mm-hmm. death. There's mm-hmm. there's um, there's there's people being fired. There's people that are, are being hot. You know, sure, sure. it's everything that is... Uh, it's it's the most real life kind of sitcom I've seen in 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 a long long time probably yeah, yeah. And, and I I am I, I am uh, I wish I had started watching it earlier I guess maybe and, that's my biggest kind of like thumbs up to it and I think at the time why it worked so well and why it still works now is at the time what was there you had friends that was just coming off the air which was a you know four camera laugh track live studio audience quote unquote shot. No laugh track, mm-hmm. and 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 you got maybe two cameras, usually only one, right? And you don't have many cuts, right? I sat there one episode, and I was like, how many actual cut? And oh, edits? interesting. I've never done that before. Yeah, how many cuts are we really having in this? And you compare that to any other show where it cuts from one person to another person's face and cuts to all these. You have a camera sliding and gliding. So you get to see all of the little... You get little, to see the office. You yeah. get to see the little moments. You get to see the reactions. One of the things I, I really love about getting to go back to it again is seeing all the little Easter eggs that are back there. Absolutely. You know, like like the uh, one of the... Uh, it was the St. Patrick's Day episode and the water cooler is green. Like yeah, The water yeah, inside yeah. the water cooler is green. You're it's right. like just yeah, like yeah. little, little things that are like, this is so well thought out. Yeah, and you get to see people actually working in the background when they're shooting. Right. You know, they're actually doing work. It's just, it's just little things like that that make this show. You feel like they care. The showrunner cares. You're invested. I think the first season's a little rough. I think it loses its footing a little bit with seven and, or eight and nine mm-hmm. with, with Michael Scott leaving. They tried. Some things are going to work. Some things aren't. But I think at the end of the day, it's worth a watch. So on, on here, I do a scale of zero to five. Yeah. So zero being no roses, five being full bloom. Where are you going with full bloom being like, this is the best thing I've ever yeah. seen in my life. 
Where so from like right? all 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 seasons in, all, all nine seasons? seasons. Oh man! So I would give I would give it like four and a quarter. So four point two five out of five. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna go that point seven five. Kind of the 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 outliers of, of sure of the eight and nine. And, That's probably and one. where I'm about. I'm probably about a four point five out of five. I because I just love the show so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it has moments, but I really think you can jump in on any episode. Yeah. And 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 have a good time. Well, and and that's a that's a great thing is that you can jump. Yes, there's storyline that kind of glues. Sure. Sure. everything together but you don't have to be no. you, you can go uh, whatever channel it's on now if you're not streaming on Netflix right. then you can just go pick up a, a, a peacock in a couple yeah, in a years you, you yeah. can go pick up an episode and go I- I'm in for absolutely for this 24 minutes or whatever it is yeah and it'll and be and happy and, and and laugh a couple times and, and it'll be great absolutely absolutely it's it's a good watch it's easy to binge it's nice to put on at night after you've had a long day something to relax on but at the same time it's it, it's funny and, it, and it's a good time it, it, that's why it's gonna be a classic I think it's probably one of the best sitcoms of all time I put it in my top 10 mm-hmm. frankly mm-hmm. Um, and I think it will go down in history as one of the best and most groundbreaking sitcoms of the time that's really shaped how we look at sitcoms yeah, think about nowadays. Like what, what sitcom now doesn't have the talking heads? Yeah. It, all of them. Modern Family yeah, has it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, gosh, any just name name a sitcom. Yeah. It's got that kind of... Uh, what, what's your, who's your favorite character before we kind of wrap oh, this up? Oh, my favorite character? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hate to say Michael Scott, but I really love Oscar, too. <laughs> He's a very underdeveloped character. Yeah. One of his best moments... And, and, and before I wrap this, I'll tell you this really quickly. Before, um, and of course, the fire escapes, fire drill oh, scene. That's, that's so one funny. of the classics. Oh, my God. But um, one of my favorite scenes is when, with Oscar, Michael's getting a colonoscopy. <laughs> and Oscar comes in the office and he's like, Oscar, come in here. And it's very serious. How they did this with a straight face, I'll never know. But he's like, uh, I'm getting, a, I'm going to the doctor, like, uh, with doctor, whatever. He's like, uh, should I have... I have a safe word or what should I do? And Oscar's face, he doesn't have any lines. He doesn't have any lines, but just his face has just torn me apart for years. It is the funniest thing. And to get that across in a performance with just your face, he's a very talented, not just commercials, but he's a very talented actor. Um, underdeveloped character, but I mean, I'm, everybody, everybody's great on that, so it's it's hard to say. But Oscar's, a, I think he's he's not loved on as yeah. much as he should be. Yeah, uh, I, I, that my, I'd say Kevin is probably my my favorite Man. non like like side character, talented actor, very talented. Ta- that timing he has, that's perfect. And the voice because that's not his voice, <laughs> that's not his. But the timing he has mm-hmm. is is he's very talented, very talented. And I also think, um, which is a fun side note, is Phyllis. Mm-hmm. Never going to be cast in the show. She was actually the person that read the scenes with people auditioning. Are you serious? So she yeah. was like the she was she the, was a, a, a the part of the casting agency. Oh, interesting. But she man, did she's so great good. too. She did so great reading. Oh, They're like, would you want to be part of this? Her like, character's fantastic. Phyllis, do you want to play Phyllis? And she's like, uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> and so they brought her in. And uh, also, if you're a big fan of The Office, listen to the Rose reviews. But also, <laughs> listen to Office Ladies. It's a podcast. Oh, okay. It's um, Jenna. Who plays um, Jenna Fisher? Who plays Pam mm-hmm. and Angela? Who plays Angela? Oh, interesting. Um, they do. They review each episode. They talk about their experiences filming the episode, and they kind of talk about it. And they go episode by episode. It's, uh, they just started oh, it a couple months, super like cool. two months ago. So they're still on season one, um, and they just talk about their own experiences doing this, and it's super entertaining. If you're an Office fan, you don't. Need, I always watch the episode, and then I listen to their podcast. I watched. I oh, listen, cool! I watched, so you're like getting a yeah. I get to rewatch it. I'm getting all. a full mm-hmm. picture. So I learned. I've learned a lot, um, and it's really entertaining to, mm-hmm. to listen to. Uh, the last thing I think uh, from me, sure. like at least, is is um, 
the, one of the things I think is so great about The Office too is that you, the, everybody is just ordinary looking. That's a good point. There, there's there's not this like you, you don't have Jennifer Aniston. I don't know. John Krasinski gets a little sexy near the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets the haircut. He grows on. But you look at the beginning; he's a doofus. He's, yeah, he looks like a dud. But yeah, he does get a little better over time. He marries Emily Blunt; and he's doing well for himself. But um, no, he's, I agree. He's pretty with ripped now with his. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, Jack John, Ryan. Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Quiet Place directing now. But uh, yeah, and that's another again quick interesting thing yeah. is that the only ones who've really grown careers really is John Krasinski, Steve, and Steve Carell. Sadly, yeah, you know, yeah. they've had big careers. Um, a lot of the other ones have had small little things here and there, which is which is sad, but that happens a lot. Right. Um, but those two guys have made quite a career for themselves and very, very talented. I mean, Steve Carell and Foxcatcher was one of the best performances I've seen. He plays John DuPont, amazing, ends up killing a, a guy who does dramas. He's a fantastically talented actor. John Krasinski directing The Quiet Place. Yeah. Now, Quiet Place 2. Fantastic actor. He's in Jack Ryan. Does a really good job with that series. Um, but anyways... Thank you so much for joining me this on uh, this one, Chris. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Um, and thank you guys for listening. And until next time, guys, I will see you at the movies. Bye-bye.